It's the Morning Marketing Machine, here to grow your e-commerce business with proven marketing strategies and tactics, so you can run your business with machine-like precision. My name is Douglas Levin, let's dive in. Welcome to Morning Marketing Machine, and I have a very special guest today. So Tony Seiger has been a lifelong entrepreneur. In his early 20s, um, he partners with his brother and they grew a small single retail store to a 10-store chain in Toronto, doing over 8 million a year. In 2015, he turned to e-commerce. Obviously, that's everyone here is listening to, um, where he achieved 1 million in sales on Amazon within the first two years. So Tony has personally mentored dozens of students that want to be entrepreneurs in conjunction with the Canadian Training Institute. So uh, welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you, Douglas. I appreciate being here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. Um, so uh, one of the things I, I did want to ask you for people that may not know, I mean, I, I, I've, I've seen around a lot of the same kind of Amazon yeah. groups and e-commerce groups, but um, for people that may not know, um, if you can tell them a little bit about how you got started and how you kind of came to be in terms of where you're at uh, right now. Sure. Um, I always term myself sort of the reluctant entrepreneur. You know, a lot of people, they were like, you know, selling lemonade by, at the age of 12 on, on the sidewalk. And I was sort of reluctant, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to be more social and they want to hang out with their friends. And an entrepreneur can be sort of a lonely life. You know what I mean? It's not, um, you know, so it really takes that right mindset. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. And um, I still remember I graduated from York University and, and I really wasn't having a lot of success finding a job. And I opened my first uh, retail business in downtown Toronto. Uh, called um, Betting Express, and we just sold mattresses, you know, and it, it was the first time I got my sort of feet wet on my own, you know, and and it lasted for a couple of years, but um, what happened was I joined forces with my brother, and we took a small sort of linen store that we had, you know, think of it as like a mini sort of bed, bath, and beyond, and we grew it uh, really well in the Toronto area where I live, and it was, it was really, it was really satisfying to know that, you know, you can really achieve something when you put your, um, uh, you know, your effort into it, your dedication, you know, and, and the great thing what happened was we found that um, when I started entering um, e-com world in 2015, that um, the traditional bricks and mortar business was really taking a downturn. Um, the, um, the internet was really changing everything. And we had to change our business model quickly. Otherwise, we would just be like a dinosaur. And that's when we made the transition um, to online, you know, and, and it's been just a wonderful journey since then. Awesome. So, so um, one of the things that, as you're talking there, I, I wanted to kind of get into as well. So we, when you're starting with your brother um, in more of the retail side of things in terms of your shop, like what goes into that? Like, um, did you have any experience at all in terms of like, like, uh, at that point or, or was it more just like, I want to, I want to do this. I want to, like, I, I can't have regrets in life. Like, because a lot, like, I know like most of the people listening today are going to be like business owners and, and we're business owners, but, but we're the exception. So, so uh, like, like what kind of goes into your head when you're like, all right, yeah, let, let's do this. And then obviously from there, when you're figuring out, all right, let, now we got to make that pivot too. Like, um, like what's going on in your head when you're trying to, to get to that point when you're just getting started. Yeah. I think, you know what, when your back is against the wall uh, and that happens for everybody in different areas of life, that's when 
you put all your focus, all your energy into that one thing. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it was. It was, I still remember we opened our current um, location here where we do all our warehousing and we have our offices in 1996, you know? And that's when I think around that time, Amazon was just starting out, was sort of in its infancy, you know? And, and the thing was, I think the problem that we had is we did not focus enough on the internet in the beginning because retail was still doing really well. You know, we, our, our sales were increasing every year and we had a, a false sense of hope really, you know, for the next 10 years we did really well because it was like, um, it was an easier or relationship. It was, every, you know, every, the pie was big enough for everybody. And I think for us that um, the key was that we were able to really take notice of those changes and pivot when a lot of people just keep doing the same old thing and hoping we'll get a different result. Mm-hmm. So, so what you talked about there, I also want to kind of get into a little bit too, in terms of um, you were able to find that with, with e-commerce, um, like what, what went into that in terms of um, a lot, like, like, as you were saying, a lot of people they've got that one strategy, it works and then it doesn't work and they're screwed. Um, yeah. So you were able to actually see, all right, well, um, uh, it's coming. And obviously like last year with the virus, it went into overdrive, um, but you were able to obviously get out ahead of it. So, so like, what did you see at that point? Like, like, cause I know there's a lot of, a lot of those kind of mattress stores and other places that are out there where they're gone. And, and like, you look at those brick and mortar stores and they're gone. Like, like, like how were you able to kind of, to see at even five years ago, I mean, a lot, like you're one of the rare exceptions. What went into that thought process to figure it out? Yeah, I think it's great that when, if you have somebody to really either mentor you or bounce ideas off of each other, and that's why I always recommend, um, and that's what I personally do for younger people is to mentor them and bounce ideas. In my case, I had a partnership with my brother and I still remember about six, seven years ago, we sat down and we had traditionally Christmas and Boxing days our busiest time of year and sales were down and, and we weren't sure what to do. And we really thought about, okay, what are, what are our options? Where, where do we want to be and, where, and how should we change things? And we did, went through a whole list of policies. And the first thing was really to make that really push online as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I, I wasn't buying a lot online. You know what I mean? I was still sort of the traditional um, person buying stuff, bricks and mortar. So that's sort of the environment that I grew up in. And, 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 and I still remember when I had my first sort of limited success on, um, from our own website, from Amazon, where we started, you know, getting these orders and I don't think, okay, how, you know, how can we double down on that? Like, what do I have to do to maximize that? And literally I went and got every single book that I could find on Amazon. I went on YouTube and it's kind of, you know, a lot of similar stories from people. You just want to learn and, and get as much content as you can. You know, I, st- I don't know if it's true or not, but I learned Jeff Bezos eats uh, octopus for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what, it, that's what they said. Yeah, it, it, and since you opened the door in terms of books, I mean, that, that's something I know on my end has, has yeah. a huge impact. And you, ta- you talked a little bit, um, I, I know I've seen you talk on, in groups and other stuff, you yeah. talk about 48 Laws of Power and other books. Like, yeah. what, what books really helped you um, at that point? like when you're getting started on the Amazon side and, and now as well? Yeah. Well, for me, I talk about 48 laws of power in terms of my personal growth, which is expanded onto business. Um, I still remember, this is going back about almost 15 years ago when I was going through a very bad uh, personal divorce. 
And I was looking through um, some books that I had. It was a small little travel version of the 48 Laws of Power. And, and I went through that. I didn't get a lot of, out of it at, at the time. But slowly, I read it again. And I read it again. And it really taught me um, uh, a lot of things which are, are, are sort of out there, but they're really not spoken about. You know, like we live in a world of hierarchical um, relationships. You know, there's a hierarchy involved and, and, and to really know to how to play that game. You know what I mean? It's a very controversial book for sure. You know what I mean? Um, some people don't, they, they don't really like some of the, the material there. And I, you know, I'm not like, hey, I'm going to take everything and, and like it's gospel. I always say, take a piece of content, find the best that you can relate to it and, and grow it towards your needs and discard the rest if it doesn't work for you you know um so that book really helped me out i talk about it a lot you know um i i've been just reading right now the brand story um which is a great book you know i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks so it really helps people talk break down how to really create a brand what is a brand and um all the sort of niche techniques that we talk about whether it's email marketing or seo and and those are the kind of strategies I find that really help small business owners. What would you say has been your favorite book in terms of that side of things, like the email and the marketing and everything else that you've read recently? Um, you know what? I listened to one book called um, uh, The Revisionist, really, from uh, Michelle Romano. And you may have heard of her. She's the founder of a company called ClearBank. Okay. Now, they really revolutionized the lending space. You know, um, they're Canadian-based company, even though they did start off in California, because she's got a lot of contacts. And she's on the Canadian version of Shark Tank called um, Dragon's Den here. And, and she actually did a bunch of interviews with entrepreneurs, and it was very, very interesting for me. I mean, um, I literally wrote down the word iterate. I mean, I was looking at the vocabulary at some of the, the most successful entrepreneurs and they would keep repeating certain words. And, and, and it really got me thinking that even our vocabulary is very important to our mindset and our success. Yeah, that's definitely something I know. If, um, a lot of the books that I've read, they talk about the idea of like, like positive mindset versus negative mindset. And, yeah. and it's something as simple as um, like the way you say something to yourself it, positive versus negatively can have a huge impact in terms of like your life going forward. So yeah, I, I definitely would, would agree with that thought. Um, one of the things I did want to ask you, um, obviously we're talking about the divorce and, and I've been divorced as well. And I, I know for me, it was probably one of the worst points of my life when I dealt mm -hmm. with it. Um, like, would you say that was, that was the worst point of your life and, or, or, or it was, it was, it was such a, learning process for me because of the fact that what happened in my case, mm -hmm. I was going through what, what's known as lit litigation fatigue. Mm -hmm. So the lawyer's fees went on for years. And, and what happened mm -hmm. was our, my business was sort of going downhill at that point. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was sort of the perfect storm with business going down and uh, legal fees going up. And I was actually at the point like, you know, like six, seven years ago when I was, I was Googling bankruptcy trustees. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that's been my biggest sort of motivation is sort of the level of success I've achieved because as entrepreneurs, we have these low moments and the highs. And, and, and when I was really low, like, I mean, like when I'm 
Googling bankruptcy trustees. And, and, and that's when I really had to search down and, and really dig deep. And I think I, when we all do that, it, it's just it's a very, a very rewarding experience. So, so when you're at that at that point, like what what um, helps you get ultimately get out of it? Like obviously you're talking about the digging, digging deep, but like yeah, like well, when- I mean, I figured I had to take everything into my own hands. Like in terms of my divorce, I told my lawyer I don't I don't have any more money, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm gonna just. I'm going to handle this myself. So I went all day on the internet and figured out all the laws and stuff. And I used my lawyer as outside counsel. So I would just pay a small fee for just some advice. And I took care of all that on my, the remaining part on my own, you know what I mean? And the same thing would happen for our success on e-commerce where, you know, um, the, re- the retail stores weren't doing well. And, and I just had to learn everything about e-commerce because if that's the way to if that's the way the future i mean you know like there's no other option right and and when you're back against the wall i think that's the the biggest motivator for most people so so would you say that that that's what ultimately helps you most is you you kind of put yourself in that position even when you're to the level that you're at now just kind of keep thinking back or, or, or like, yeah, yeah. I use that all the time. I think about, I, I have those moments that I think back because it helps motivate me when we talk about mindset, because I know that success is very fickle. You know what I mean? Um, your sales going up for a couple of years in a row and you could easily be going downhill <laughs> tomorrow. You know, your account on Amazon can be suspended and all these sorts of things. So it helps me to keep me grounded. You know what I mean? To really um, think about the future and take a very calculated risk where possible instead of betting the whole farm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great thought. Um, And and one of the things I I wanted to ask you as well, you're you're talking about obviously being back against the wall um, uh, and going through everything that you went through. Now that like, what, like this is one of the questions that I always want to ask people to kind of figure out because like, like what's the purpose um, for you doing what you do at this point, like that helps you get you through it. Yeah, I would say it's the end goal, which is giving it, it'll give me the financial freedom to do what I like, which is to travel or photography or spend time with my friends or music. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to say to you, hey, I'm the biggest fan when it comes to SEO and Bing and, and all these millions of things, but I've I've learned to enjoy it and find areas where I have my success and where I don't and my strengths, because I realize, Hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what pays the bills. And that's fine. You know what I mean? In a perfect world, if I could come up with a strategy to lie on the beach all day long and, and pay the bills, I would do that too. Right. But I think it's keeping the end goal in mind. You know what I mean? Because I lost a lot of money during that divorce. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of savings. And for me, it's a priority to really start building for my retirement. And I think that's what motivates me every day is to get up there and know, hey, listen, in a couple of years, my house could be paid off. And, and, and it's amazing. 10 years ago, I thought I would never afford a house again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it, it shows you that you really, you have to be persistent and really don't give up. So, so you talked about like in a perfect world where you could lay on a beach, right? So, so one of the things I want to ask you, so what, what parts of the business do you actually like love? And you, you're like, all right, I, I, this is what I'm here for. This is what I really want to do. Yeah. You know what? I think I like certain aspects. I like SEO. I like directing things. 
what I like doing is really uh, following the Gary Vee strategy of focusing on the macro mm -hmm. and directing the team to institute your micro um, points that you need to get in. But I can't get in uh, involved in every little um, um, small little detail because then it wouldn't allow me to get to the big picture. And I think that's the key takeaway that I really, I've, I've sort of understood the last few years and I try to impart that in other people as well. Like um, we, we hired a, a new personal assistant this year. And the key is, uh, first I was worried, hey, do I have enough stuff to give her to keep her busy? And, and I realized how much time I'm saving, saving every day in terms of a million things to do, and emails and, and things. And it's that sort of knowledge that, you know, I've learned from other people and I sort of want to impart that on, on, on others as well. So, so what went, went into your process as you're trying to find somebody like when, uh, so it's not just like you're, you're giving it up on them or whatever, but like, like what was your process for finding somebody at that point? Yeah, well, um, I did a blog post um, episode recently on LinkedIn. I talked about really what's known as um, open sourcing um, versus closed sourcing um, when it comes to sourcing really. And the biggest difference is we know open source in terms of software where we say we, we share information and closed source, obviously we don't. And the same thing really applies to a lot of these websites. Um, because it started with me and when it comes to Fiverr where um, I want to do a screen share with some of these people and, and I got a message from Fiverr saying they might close my account because I'm trying to go uh, off to the platform. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started digging in because there's other platforms which what I call open source, like FreeUp, where um, they kind of recruit the best people and they'll tell you, hey, you can um, meet with them and screen share and all that because they're not worried about um, people leaving their platform. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think to me, that's a very interesting way to do it because every platform has the same issue, right? Amazon has the same issue. They don't want us to have the customer's information because we don't want they don't want going direct and cutting out Amazon, and 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 I understand that you know what I mean. So I say majority of the people um, we stay right on the platform, but um, that's where you want to do is really dig into those platforms, find people that you're comfortable with, and then find that they can do the work that you need. Like in my case, I need somebody who could do all the little nitty gritty with Amazon. They could create cases. They could. Um, do variations and, and, and all that. So I worked with this individual say for six months, just a la carte piecemeal okay. until I felt comfortable to offering them a full-time job and saying, okay, you work for me directly because um, that I can train you for all the other things that you're, that you, you don't know about. And I think that's um, sort of strategy that I've seen from other people and it's been working for me as well. And, and and so what what are the parts that you try like are, are they more of the stuff that you don't love to do or or like what are the parts of the business that you try and outsource to them yeah general? for example a lot of the social media um, um we you know we outsource our, our graphic design we outsource our video editing yeah. uh, copywriting at times um wherever i can free up my time but i can still direct the things, um, the process, so I can still get through the results that I need without me having to get deeply involved in every little thing. Because I, sometimes I look at some of these very successful people, and I wonder how they do it right on their own, you know, without a team of assistants. Because I always say, you're only as good as your team. Mm 
-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I think us as business owners, you, you kind of have to walk that fine line, right? Because um, we're the type of people that we want to get it done and we're going to keep working at it until we get there. But then you, you, you also have that mindset, well, well, I'm the one who will get it done. But if you're actually going to grow and scale to any level other than a sol like a solopreneur, then you're going to have to work on those processes. You're going to have to come up with a team um, and, and take things off your plate or you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And, and I think related with that, you really want to build out a good set of SOPs. And now with video um, being so popular, and I mean, I don't know about you, I use Loom videos like constantly all day long, sending little videos to my team all day. And it's the same thing. We set up a bunch of SOPs to explain to people, okay, this is our procedure to do this, this, this. And it really helps to really streamline that process. Awesome. Uh, so, so one of the things that you talked about a little earlier, and I, I want to come back to it, was um your love of travel photography. Um, how has that been working out since obviously everything <laughs> going on the last year? Like, um, uh, have you still gotten a chance to do that? Is it something you're you're trying to hopefully in the future you'll be able to do? Like, like, like some of those. Yeah, things yeah. I mean, it's obviously very difficult for most people, um, including myself. You know, I haven't been able to travel much. Um, you know, I've, I've done one little trip to Niagara Falls in the last one year. It was just over a year ago. I had returned back. I had gone to Africa, which was amazing. You know, I, I really wanted to volunteer at Elephant Sanctuary and go to um, all sorts of different places and go on safari. It was just an amazing experience. When you see animals in their natural habitat, as opposed to the zoo or even Disney World, it's, I found it was a really different experience. It really is. Um, so, so one of the things I, I also wanted to ask you is, um, as you're trying to get everything done, like during the day, um, like uh, there's a book that I read called uh, The One Thing um, by Gary, uh, Gary Keller. And um, he talks about like that one thing um, that's going to make everything a lot easier. Um, so as you're outsourcing a lot of the stuff you don't need to do, um, and you're trying to figure out like, like from that macro level, how you're going to get this going like what's your most important thing right now i would say definitely um the outlook of the company you know i mean i'm looking at the macro of um where, where where are we in the process of sourcing new products where are we in the process of um iterating and updating our current products you know it looks i can really look at that stage in our business cycle and say okay where are we um uh, in the cycle you know are we forecasting are, are we making the right sort of decisions? You know what I mean? And I think um, that's what it really frees up my time um, when I don't have to uh, get into the really the micro sort of things. Um, so so uh, you, you had uh, spoken a little bit earlier about um, the, some of the issues you've had and some of your motivations for kind of mm -hmm. overcoming when you, when you get there, um, and when, you, when you're at those situations. Um, I know for me personally, there's still, still times, no matter what happens that, it, it's just not working right for you. Like, like it, you need to either take time off, you need to time take take time away. Like, what helps you in those situations when you're, um, like, you've got a project that's due, like you're trying to work on something, and and for whatever reason you just are not like feeling it, or you just can't get past that stumbling block. What what helps you at that point? Well, in my case, um, we set up sort of a gym here in our studio, so we've got um, a, a location here where we do our own warehousing. And, and we've got offices and all that. So we set up a nice gym for the last year. 
I'm able to kind of work out and really release some stress. It really helps me. So what I do is I, I go work out, take a little break, and then I'm going to, um, I might message somebody in my contacts who could maybe help me out. If I'm stuck on something, hey, you know what I mean? Because I always say to somebody, hey, it's, if it's, it's not if, but when. If your Amazon account is suspended, you should know right away who's the first person you're going to contact. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I had my account suspended four years ago. It wasn't a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And now I have that person ready. I know who I would contact because I, I've, I've worked with that person and all that. So I, they would have the most knowledge in most cases and things like that. You know, you, I always feel that prepare for that rainy day. And I always tell everybody, be proactive than reactive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the number one thing because if you're waiting for the hammer to come down and, you know, something to happen, I, I think depending on the level of your business, if you're doing big numbers, six, seven, eight figures, you need to be proactive. You can't just take a chance on things. So, so when you're in that situation, like, did it take the suspension um, four years ago for you to find that? Or, or were you like looking at other people and um, you, you're like, what was your process to try and find those people that could help you in those situations? Well, when you come back to that uh, 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 suspension part, four or five years ago, when we just started, we weren't doing that well. We just started getting our feet wet. We got suspended. And I have no problem telling you it was for an organic mattress. <laughs> so um, I do not sell mattresses anymore. I wouldn't recommend it. Although, um, you know, um, it's a great business to be in. But I would say a company like Casper, they're still not profitable, you know, because they spent too much on marketing. And what I learned from that experience is I did the opposite of outsourcing. At that point, I was so busy. I was letting other people handle Amazon. And once I saw that, hey, they didn't handle that situation right, that was it. I took over. I handled the appeal. And I went and learned every single thing about Amazon because I felt, hey, this is like, this is like I, you know, the, the Amazon business was growing. And I, I felt, hey, like if it could be at risk, I can't let that happen. And that really woke me up. Oh. Um, yeah, and I know so many people that have been in the Amazon space that have dealt with sus- suspension or something else along those lines. Like the reason why I, I shifted my model was I had some of those you sold as new complaints and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I, I've always been of the mindset of I love Amazon as a platform, but I don't want it to be my sole source of income just because of all of that stuff that goes on. I agree with you totally. In fact, anything the last year, the year and a half, we've been working on really diversifying our business model and and, and not being so dependent. So I know tomorrow, if there's an uh, our suspension would happen again, um, you know, we wouldn't have to really shut the doors right away or anything like that. Where um, we, you know, we have a brand and and people know us, so we're really bringing that out, trying to make people brand ambassadors, you know, that's one of our biggest things this year is um, I've, I've been experimenting with sending Loom videos to customers, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's actually working, you know, people are intrigued, like, hey, what's this? Because in, in, the, in, the, in, in the B2B space, they're very common, but not so much in the, in the direct to consumer. And people are, you know, so I'm just looking at ways to catch people's attention and, and get your name out there. And if we can get them to become brand ambassadors, because that's great, because I'm looking at other people that are successful. What are they doing and how can we sort of emulate that in our own style? And because it's really hard to reinvent that wheel. 
and that sounds very similar to, uh, are you familiar with the, the app uh, Bonjoro at all? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it sounds very similar to that, right? In terms of that kind of uh, reach out to customers and, and yeah, like personalized videos at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I um, you know what I mean? Because they contacted me recently. So I was, I was thinking about that. I was just thinking of a way to automate the whole system. So I haven't found a software yet. Um, but um, it's just some way that we can feel that a customer get they're getting a personalized experience rather than a cookie cut cutter um, sort of um, contact, and then they might not take it so seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's like um, um, actually like one of our mutual friends, Carlos Alvarez. Like yeah. he talked about in the past on the book Superfans um, by Pat Flynn, yeah. and that that was like a game changer for me in terms of some of those same aspects of like how how can you build your list of superfans? That same kind of process. I mean. Um, that that's kind of the name of the game when you're talking about like e-commerce in general, even if you're on the Amazon platform, um, uh, if you can build up your own list at that point, it makes things so much easier. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm, uh, my number one goal for this year is to really, gr really grow our email list exponentially. And that's why I like that last video that you had, that you had given me that link to as well, because we're going to install that software as well. Awesome. I'm glad I could help that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, you, one thing I, I wanted to ask you, I guess, as well, before before we kind of get too far in, um, uh, you talked about the travel, you talked about the uh, photography, but yeah. what's something um, uh, about you that people may not know? I would say that, um, you know, I really, I'm, 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 I'm an a introvert at heart, mm -hmm. but I've learned to be an extrovert in business. And what I've learned is in business and in life is you really need to remove the sense of ego. You know, if people take away the sense of ego and really um, f take away from the fact that they may have felt slighted in a certain way or whatever, and just try to um, look at the big picture, you know what I mean? That's, uh, I find really, it's been really beneficial for me. And I'll just give you one example uh, when it comes to even networking. You know, we're in the age of COVID right now, but previously when I've gone to e-com or Amazon events and stuff, the first thing I do is um, I'm going to right click to find out if I can get a coupon code. Mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing when I talk to people at events, 90% of people don't even do that, <laughs> you know, to get a coupon code. And I actually have a game plan when I go to these events and, and I, I, I sort of note down who are the big note speakers who are going to be there, the well-known people. And, and, I, and so, I, so I know who they are. I have a list of questions that I want to ask them. You know what I mean? And, and you have to really get in there because everybody wants to talk to those people and make a contact with those people. And it's about getting noticed. And I still remember um, I talked about this in Clubhouse recently where there's somebody really well-known a couple of years ago. I had him like, you know, scouted out from the beginning. You know, a guy got in there, had a couple of drinks and I got what I needed. He gave me a coupon code for Helium 10 <laughs> that I'm still using today. And I'm, I'm saving $100 a month on that. You know what I mean? A couple of years ago, and it was all because it didn't happen just organically. I knew I wanted to talk to him. I knew the questions that I wanted to ask him. And I kept that in my mind because I know I'll have a limited time. You got to make usage of that. And, and those are the sort of strategies I think people can really take away. So, so as someone who's an introvert then, like I, I consider myself an introvert as well. Um, uh, like, like, like what helps you in those situations? Cause like, 
I, I've always kind of thought of myself like, all right, I don't ever want to talk to anybody, but if I'm, I'm if I'm going to be in that situation, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to do what I what I need to do. Like, what helps you in those situations as as an introvert when you're obviously you got your own podcast and and you're you're a business owner and you uh, you're doing everything that you're you're talking about. Like, what helps you in those situations to kind of get past that initial? I don't know if it's fear, but like like the the hesitancy to kind of want to be out there. Uh, at this at the point i think it's all about mindset it really is you know what i mean i've found the last few years in 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 combination of with the exercise is really the meditation and that i've been doing you know and that meditation is really really i think the key to that is the breathing you know figuring out the breathing exercises helps really calm you down and change your mindset to 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 not take anything to so so seriously, you know, remove any sense of ego, and know that you're doing it with a game plan, a purpose, a sense of purpose. You know what I mean? Because um, it's going to be- benefit you. Like I saw in my, in my own experiences. Because um, sure, maybe you know, if I had my own wish, I would be um, doing something that I personally loved, and just, you know, playing video games or whatever. But you know that's the, the real world is we have to do things that we may not always like and they help us grow as a person. And, and if I use that mindset in everything, I think it helps me really get over any sort of personal, uh, you know, concerns or fears that I have. So, so what's your uh, favorite uh, meditation app or what do you use for it? Um, you know, I don't use a lot of apps. I, I'll just have a couple of playlists that I use on Spotify. But what I really like to do is try to um, go on a lot of the the videos on what I'll see on Instagram or or, or um, Facebook, YouTube, and and just try to get some poses, some interesting things, you know. Um, because I still remember years ago, just going back to my high school days, I played football, so I still remember, you know, a lot of the exercises that you did when you played sports as well. So you want to kind of incorporate those things because, like you said, our bodies are changing as we go older, and it's it's you want to really kind of maintain them so so since you talked about obviously meditation you've talked about books yeah uh, uh this kind of gets into the question that i always seem to, to want to know from people is like what um what kind of morning routine do you have is that part of it or what helps you to get ready to attack the day well one of the things that i've been doing now since we um uh, is that i tend to have late meetings you know what i mean so i'll have a meeting a morning meeting with my assistant um because they're in a different time zone in india so if I'm having a meeting at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for them at, say, 9.30 in the morning. So my usual routine is I'm probably in bed by 11.30, 12. And then, um, you know, I like to make sure one of the things that makes me productive is not schedule too much. You know what I mean? Have one, two appointments every day versus three, four, five in a day. And, and you're just running around, um, you know, because... For us, it's a case of there's always an emergency. <laughs> you know, you get an email here. I get somebody calling me here. Take, you know, they want an opinion on this. So it's hard to block off your time. And it's really managing um, the right amount of time that you feel that you can devote to something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something that, that a lot of people don't really think about. You're always in that. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do 5,000 things at once or whatever it is. But you, you, you don't really think about all of those fires that are going to come up every day when you're trying to plan out your day. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would agree with that part. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, heading down the home stretch, um, I, um, I don't want to keep you too long. I, I want to be respectful of your time, but I wanted to thank you so much 
uh, for coming on today and, and sharing, some of your, sharing some of your stories, some of your expert insight. Um, so I wanted to also ask you lastly, um, how can our listeners find out more about what you're doing? Sure, um, I would definitely um, uh, encourage them to reach out on LinkedIn. You know what I mean? That's where I do my own podcast. I was like inspired by Gary Vee and it's a really a short a five, 10 minute sort of a fireside chat in terms of uh, what's going on and my sort of thoughts. You know, that's a great way to reach out because I think through the power of networking and um, that's how we can all grow. You know what I mean? In terms of um, make building these relationships and who knows, you know, six months from now, a year from now, I might remember something or, or somebody else might give me, a, send me a message. And that's how we can really grow our businesses and our lives. Awesome. And I'll definitely have a link for that for everyone that uh, wants to check that out as well. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a great channel. You should definitely check it out. Um, so thank you so much, Tony. And um, thank you so much for everyone listening and talk to you guys next time on Morning Marketing Machine. All right. Bye. Cheers.